Welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, CEO here at Scrum.org. Today's podcast is focused on the journey of one of our fantastic professional scrum trainers, one of our PSTs. We're very fortunate to have to the podcast today, Sam Adashoga. Um, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dave. Um, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be listening. And it's great to be on the podcast today. So where are you actually uh, talking to us from, Sam? So I am in London today, in my family home in London today. Ah, in bristling, cold, chilly London. Excellent. But you don't always spend all your time in London, I'm led to believe. Yes, I actually spend about 40 to 50% of my time in Africa, in particular Lagos and in Accra, Ghana recently. I, <clears throat> since I became a PST, I've been picking up some work in that part of the world as well. And that's wow. I mean. Wow, I'd really like to lean into that in in today's podcast because I think it's really interesting market, really interesting continent. <laughs> There's all sorts of things going on in Africa that I'd I'd love to explore. But but, but before we do that, um, tell me a little bit about your background and how you came upon Scrum. So many many years ago, I used to be a developer, and I worked with a consultancy called ThoughtWorks with Martin Fowler and a few other guys there. And that was how I actually came across agility at work. And we did, at the time, all of our projects were delivered using the Scrum framework. Even though, knowing what I know today, I don't think that we did quite well with the framework. I think we did the events, you know, it was more extreme, a blend of extreme programming and Scrum. But yeah, so that was the very first time I came across Scrum. Wow. And yeah, I mean, w- many of us know ThoughtWorks. They've been sort of legendary in our industry with Jez Humble, Martin Fowler, Rebe- Rebecca Parsons, some um, um, amazing people from there. And so they really emphasize the importance of done, delivering working software, and the importance of frequently delivering, you know, Jez's Absolutely. work on continuous uh, delivery etc so that's when you sort of d- discovered it what, what what happened next so um so i in thoughtworks fortunately for me we were thrown in at the deep end i mean i was a developer i was doing some po work ba work doing some testing work and that was quite interesting because also we also got to do a lot of um tdd whereby you are automating your test as you said the pipeline as well and just to lean on what you said, right? We have that concept of delivering done work from the f- very first sprint. We made sure something was delivered. And um, after I left ThoughtWorks, I went on to work with many other organizations from Betting. I did Media Channel 4, BBC, then spent about eight years working with different investment banks. I've done about five or six investment banks in that time. And what they liked was the foundation that was built into me from ThoughtWorks. 
So a lot of the guys brought me on board to be because this guy understands agile. He really lives it. Let's bring him on board. And they didn't really care about anything else. And on one of my gigs, it was at the French bank in London where I was brought in as a test manager, but that was the very first time I became a scrum master for the team. So these guys were building um, a trading platform for risk and they had like six months delivery cycle and they were really struggling and they brought me on board to come help them. Um, and part of what we did on, on that team was to get them to, we did one month sprint in the end where we were able to build, release, test within a month. And that was probably one of the key defining moments of my career where I thought, you know what, I could help organizations deliver value using the Scrum framework. Yeah. So it's so ironic. They're building a risk platform, but they're doing it in a waterfall way. It's sort of like, uh, I'm sure there's a joke there that uh, we could we could find at some point. Okay, yeah. so you started work, working for about eight years, working with lots of different organizations, implementing Scrum. That moment at that at that French bank in London, you sort of like became that, started acting, uh, delivering on the accountabilities of the Scrum Master. Yes. And that changed your your life. How did it change your life? What was sort of like that aha, that epiphany uh, moment? So I think for me, working at that bank, I remember when I did my first proposal to say we we're going to try to deliver the product incrementally in a one monthly cycle, people laughed at me. And there was a funny thing that happened. I had a meeting with the managers and I remember it was about, 12 minutes into that meeting, I was stopped and said, Sam, this is not possible. Go away and think about it and come back. And so I didn't know we could do it, to be honest with you. I just thought <laughs> there's a lot of unknowns here, but let's give it a try. And I was, so I went away and two weeks after I came back to the same room with more people, I've been spoken to more people and said, yes, we're going to go for that. And that took us about 18 months to get to that point. That involved building CI/CD pipelines, automating tests, getting the users to partner with the Scrum teams and be part of our sprint review. But we did get there. And it was when I was about to leave, now reflecting on what we had done in that bank in 18 months, I thought, you know what, I was going to carry on helping organizations you know, adopt Scrum. And that was really, for me, the defining moment. I was about, about to leave, just reflecting on my experience in that particular bank. Yeah, so this whole experience of actually going from the impossible to the possible, and you, you sort of, un, un, the untapped power that, that Scrum gave you. Okay, after you left that, 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 that bank, where else did you go? Tell me a little bit about some of the other experiences. Um, Barclays was another one that, I like to talk about. So I went to Barclays twice. So the first time I did work with John Smart. I don't know if you know John Smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I do actually know John Smart. Yes. Yeah, actually. So I worked on the team. And what we were doing at the time was helping Barclays to take on better ways of working. So at the time, we had um, the process in the bank had about 14 gates in the process from an oh. idea to production. And what the team had done was to design a new process that was about three or four gates. 
And what I loved about that experience was teams were invited, were brought into the new ways of working on invitation. So we had we had um, a set of criteria if you wanted to try out the new ways of working with the promises of going to production a lot quicker, you had to make sure you met certain criteria, which forced some managers to rethink the way they were structured around work. And eventually we had, and then every two, three weeks, we had a demo showing what teams that were using the new ways of working, how it was improving their work and how their users were very happy. And what we had was a very long waiting list within the bank of teams that wanted to come on board. And that's something I've taken away because oftentimes I've seen people try to transform the whole organization at the same time. And I've seen that not work. Mm. But when you start with a small set of teams, learn from that experiment and then gradually scale across the bank. So that was a very good experience for me. And then I left the bank after about a year, then came back about 18 months later to help. This was now an extension of what we had done before. Now what we're doing was helping teams within the bank to build their applications within the cloud, which is, again, it's about looking at the lead time that was 18 months and more than that. And what we were doing now was allowing anyone in the bank to request an environment in AWS and Azure, and in minutes you got what you wanted. That means that we had to replicate the security concerns in the bank in the cloud. And that was also for me, very, very interesting experience where I was working with a lot of people that worked in an hardware, telecoms, infrastructure, never done agile or scrum before, and setting up a team about four teams and helping them to take on that incremental way of delivering software. So yeah, those are some key defining, I think, moments in my I, journey. I really love the the idea of Barclays. My, my aunt used to work for Barclays actually, which is uh, which is interesting. But uh, I love the way um, you talked about you know creating that sort of like that torch bearing team, those first teams, and then that generated demand. By by communicating and demoing their success inside the inside the organization, which then encouraged other teams to want to get into this way of working, and it's so much better from my experience doing that rather than just telling everybody they have to work in this way from day from day one. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and I have a lot of bad experiences where that was the approach taken. Yeah, and at sort of the again the irony of changing an organization is by its very definition a complex problem right and the irony that we would do that in a waterfall non-incremental non-learning non-agile way is not lost on me i mean you know absolutely you know why i tell organizations now we teach and coach that the business they're doing is complex and oftentimes we try to then change their ways of working using a very complex, convoluted approach. So for me, my mantra is already they, their work is complex. You've got the politics, the organizational structure. So we've got to simplify our approach to help them move to that better way of working. I I think simple is very, very important, not necessarily the outcome, because obviously the ways we work will ultimately reflect the complexity of the environment that we're in, 
but in terms of how we approach it and Absolutely. and i think that that's that's a that's a key thing it's bizarre ken schwaber um the co-creator of scrum just sent me an email with a joke about complexity and simplicity so it's funny that you should you should you should mention mention that all right so uh, I've had enough talking about banks. Love them, by the way. Amazing institutions doing some amazing stuff. And you've obviously been heavily involved in those organizations. Take, take me to Africa. What yeah. you know, you've 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 doing, you know, a significant amount of time and doing a lot of work in, in a number of countries in Africa. Tell me what's happening there, Sam. So I think there's still a lot of work to be done in Africa. A lot of the governments, I mean, government in recent years are now taking on transformation, trying to improve the way they run their businesses. In fact, about two weeks ago, I spent about a whole day talking about the digital economy in Nigeria and what does that mean for people. And so, so, yeah, I think, and also if you think about the fact that there's a lot of startups in Africa, in fact, I read some data somewhere that there is actually, Nigeria has got the highest number of startups, funded startups in Africa, one of the highest in Africa. And that is driving everything else. Internet penetration is becoming more accessible. People are, have got access to internet. The music is being trans, uh, transmitted on Spotify. People are actually um, changing their lives, earning more money through the internet. So there's a general um, uh, now, appetite for digital transformation. So that's what we've seen so far. And that is, and also what I've also seen as well is in the job market, we are seeing an increasing number of Scrum Masters and Agile coaches being advertised. And that for me is a good sign that people are now looking to improve their ways of working, be more effective, improve efficiency by trying to use um, Scrum and um, or the other agile methodolo methodologies out there. What, what, what I've noticed and from talking to you and, 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 and others about, about Africa is that one, yeah, there's a huge opportunity because of, you know, the, the, the fact the sheer volume and size of the of the of the of the, of the continent i mean it, it's big my my son's really into drawing maps at the moment and he's and he just spent um two evenings drawing all the countries in africa and drawing oh. around that um uh, i i don't i think he's then going to put an alien invasion so i'm not totally <laughs> you know, but but he's drawing and i i didn't realize there were so many i i even though i sort of know i i him doing it really made it very visible so one there's a huge amount of you know population two very young population sam right yeah. you know the average age is significantly younger than people in england are put yes. it that way absolutely and and that and that means digital native these people are born with a phone i mean they probably have to wait a couple of weeks but there's a phone when they when you know when they when they leave their mum yes. uh, and and I think that that sort of digital native is is super important. And there's an entrepreneurial passion Absolutely. That, that, Absolutely. that I haven't seen. I mean, you know, I spent quite a lot of time in Silicon Valley and it, it, it's sort of akin to some of that, you know, the sort of everybody's got an idea. You go into a coffee shop and everybody's sitting there on their laptops talking about this new business that they want to create. In, in fact, I'll tell you what I've seen. There are a lot of young people, developers, project managers, product managers, 
living, working in Nigeria, do not want to leave the country, but yeah. work for organizations in Europe, in the US. That is a massive, massive thing that we are seeing now. And guess what? The challenge now is the organizations that are local in Nigeria are struggling to attract talent because now they are not able to compete in terms of wages, salaries compared yeah, yeah. to companies in the West. So you're right. Young young um, boys and girls that are writing code. I met a guy, he learned Python on his mobile phone. Fantastic. Yeah. I threw a lot of work at this guy. Giving me a new language in two days is channel code. So and, yes, you're right. Yes. And empiricism, obviously, and complexity and the unknown are kind of necessary in many of the uh, situations in Africa. So because of that, it's it's natural. I was talking, um, I did a, an, a virtual event uh, and I was talking, you know, to to the people on the messaging and 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 afterwards, and and it just empiricism. There was one comment I was positioning why empiricism is so important, and somebody said, "But why? How could it not be? Is there an is there any other way of approaching work? You know, because electricity disappears, because you know, there's because there's some you know change in political situation, or there's some whatever, and." I was like, oh, yeah, I guess empiricism is a sort of more natural thing when you're an emerging economy rather than a, a I'm not going to say stagnant economy, but an existing legacy economy like like Western Europe and, and North America, etc. I mean, I was, I was going to say as well that I personally believe that empiricism is actually innate in us as human beings. Look at babies. Yeah. How do we learn to walk, learn to write? We try, feel, <laughs> they try again, yeah. you know. Yeah, so maybe it's more not as um, um, intentional, but it almost feels like we learn by experimenting. You try something, oh, no, no, I'll go again. So to what you're saying also, what I see a lot is because of in Africa, it's ripe for innovation. And I've been talking to organizations about how we can use this agile ways of working like Scrum to drive innovation. That's complex. We don't have all the answers, a lot of unknowns, what we need to do. But by working in smaller sprints, getting your product out there in the eyes of the customer, get feedback, I believe it is one, it's natural to apply this framework such as Scrum to drive innovation. I completely agree. And it's funny, and, and a lot of people, when they're doing innovation, start start using scrum really in the in the scale build sort of phase of, of a classic lean startup in my opinion from my experience the use of scrum the idea of product goals the idea of sprint goals the idea of transparency you know sprint review etc can work from day one on a program on building a product creating you know in an innovation situation it is true that the nature of the sprints changes during the life, but that's true of anything, you yes. know, and and the volume of code, et cetera, will increase and the volume of unknowns will decrease and, and other kinds of experiments like surveys and customer interviews, et cetera, will decrease. But the reality is that... Um, that that Scrum works in 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 these situations incredibly well. Absolutely, I think we just have to get comfortable that we don't know everything, and there are things we don't know. 
yeah and and things yeah. like definition of done we need to sort of reframe that in that context we need to think a little bit about what undone work really means and we need to obviously think about value and our backlogs need to describe outcomes rather than work and that those things are super super important as well uh, yeah. i'm i'm very excited for africa and that's not just because i want to visit uh, and ex and experience the 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 food the views the people it's got nothing to do with that it's purely because there's a great opportunity for for, for scrum there have, have you not visited before only south africa which is uh, obviously very different from some of the places you've gone you're going to all right so we have a plan which i will tell you later to get you to <laughs> you heard it here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm being i'm being and if if my wife talks to any of you it's definitely for a very important business reason <laughs> uh, don't believe anything else. Well, we we try to keep these um, podcasts short, and you and I could talk all day about the opportunity in Africa, your experiences in in the in the banking sector in London and and in other companies, and of course your heritage at, at ThoughtWorks. Um, um, it, it it is sort of another interesting sort of connection. Martin Fowler. Uh, sat on a plane with Ken Schwaber and ultimately set in motion the creation of Scrum.org as an organization. So, okay. so your your lineage has some serious roots inside Scrum.org, Sam, which is uh, which is interesting. And Martin just lives not totally around the corner; he lives sort of uh, on the other side of Boston to me. But um, He's, uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a a passionate force in the Boston uh, community. So thank you for your time, Sam. Thank you very much for having me, Dave. It's been a pleasure. Okay, everybody, that was uh, I think a fantastic conversation with one of our amazing professional scrum trainers, one of our PSTs, Sam Adashoga, uh, talking to us from London, but he doesn't spend all his time in London. Uh, we talked about his journey from his start at ThoughtWorks through the banking sector and now his mission to empower Africa to change the world, which is um, kind of exciting and one I definitely would love to get on with him. Um, thank you for listening, wherever you are, whatever time of the day, whatever country you're listening to this podcast today. My name's Dave West, and hopefully if you enjoyed today, come and listen to more we have some interesting um podcasts not only do we explore the journeys our professional scrum trainers have taken like sam today but we also talk to all sorts of interesting people about professional scrum and how professional scrum has changed their lives so thanks for listening have a fantastic rest of your day wherever you are take care scrum on <laughs>